Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 252, brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, the Lord doesn't call you out by your shame, but by your name. And joining me on today's show is Janelle Keith. Janelle is an authentic, tender, and compassionate voice devoted to God. She knows firsthand the struggle of making food behave over trendy food modification behaviors. Through her personal journey toward better health and struggle to find significance, God unshackled her life from the bondage of overeating. Now through her experience, Janelle not only lost 132 pounds and downsized from a dress size 24 to four, she also gained significant freedom from food and the need for approval. She's also maintained half of her original body weight and she is enjoying a healthy lifestyle, balanced by fuel, by grace and hope of God. She lives outside of Stillwater, okay. Now, what's okay stand for, Janelle? Oklahoma. There we go. Apologies. I didn't know that one. So she is with her husband, Terry, there, and they have two grown children and three grandchildren. Now, on today's show, Janelle's going to share that she's learned you can do anything that you set your mind to do. She's going to talk about losing weight was one of the biggest things that she set out to do. And she's also feared to getting her goals. So she's going to talk more about that as well as accept the changes in life with resistance and help. We want to help ourselves out of crisis and manage on self-sufficiency and so much more. Welcome to the show, Janelle. Thank you, Anne-Marie. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. And what fun. This is, I could listen to you all day long, seriously. <laughs> and me, you. I love sharing the, the stories, the testimonies of our guests because I think, you know, in every single guest and especially your story today, there are, you know, all of us can relate one way or another. And I think through learning the journey and the struggles and the verses, of course, this is the Christian Entrepreneur Show, the, the support and the love and um, the healing that we know is only in, in Christ alone, uh, being able to share that and be an inspiration for others, I think is a blessing to be able to do this. And thank goodness for the technology that enables us to uh, to be able to, to do that. So Janelle, take us back to your journey. Give a snapshot overview, if you will. What was it that led you to the point where you decided, you know what, enough is enough. I need to make a change. What was going on for you at that moment in time? 
Well, um, I describe it in my book as the seed of transformation. I had uh, started and stopped unsuccessfully to accomplish uh, weight loss of any kind. Of course, I did over time, you know, lose some, then gain it back. And then you'd always gain back a little bit more than what you started with, you know. And so it just became a, a frustrating cycle what, that I found myself in. And I just had given up, basically. And so um, at the time, I was um, on a Christian radio station. I was on the morning show. And my my wonderful and yet challenging co-host says, hey, let's make this fun contest to where we build these teams. I was captain of one team and he was the other. So a little friendly competition and says, let's have these teams for a total fitness challenge where we inspire our lead, our team members to uh, lead them on to success. Mm. Well, the idea was fine and fancy, but I hated him and loved him all at the same time because I wanted to participate in the contest and inspire someone else, yet I was a failure in inspiring myself to do what he is asking. And so I, I kind of, it was born out of that place mm. that I needed help, but I didn't know what kind of help. I knew the cost because I had set myself up time after time after time. But yet I had not fulfilled any of those goals because of a number of excuses. And you know how we find ourselves with, you know, mm. a lot of those. And they are just that, excuses. Yes. So uh, for the team effort, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I don't even care what happens. If I don't lose a pound, at least I've gone through it. And so I decided. I'll do whatever it takes just to make a good radio show, uh, inspire someone else. And maybe, who knows, uh, I thought I might be inspired myself. So as it turned out, it was a percentage type of a win. And he had a ringer, I call it, on his team. And his team won. Yes. But at the, um, at the end of the contest, and I set out just to make one change just one change that I wasn't doing before that I thought I can do one change for 30 days I can do that and so I gave up diet coke which in itself isn't bad mm. but it was a thing with me like it was my go-to drink so to speak and so uh, I used it to help unwind you know just all for the wrong reasons and um, so I gave up that one thing, which was Diet Coke, and I lost 15 pounds. Wow. Well, I surprised myself. You know, it just like, well, that wasn't that hard, you know. And so um, I just decided at that moment to let God have his way. And, and um, said, well, I wonder how much more I could lose. And so I made another change in the next month. And I said, I wonder if I started walking more or moving my body more if I'd burn more calories. Well, I made that change and I'd lost a few more pounds. And I think it was another 15 pounds, which, again, surprised me, mm. you know, and that's a pretty good weight loss to get started with. So you would think I was well on my way. Well, I ran into a little bit of a hurdle mm. <laughs> and you know how that is. You get good, going great guns, and then all of a sudden, you get pretty comfortable. So, okay, you know, I can maybe do this, you know. Well, 
I'll never forget it. And that's where the seat of transformation comes in because I was on the third row, third seat in, and it was a Sunday morning. And our pastor was encouraging us with something uh, to put aside, something that uh, we could fast from. And I don't know if you've ever done a spiritual fast, but that, that was his point was whatever it is in your relationship between you and God, what's, what's that thing mm. that you go to instead of him? Mm. Well, I'll never forget it. It was like, surely God, and I'm asking this question internally. You don't want me to give up food, do you? I've already given up so much. Well, that's when it hit me like a ton of bricks mm. and realizing that I was making it about my sacrifice instead of, you know, putting my, my uh, will in his hands. And um, I knew I needed to change. I didn't have to answer that question out loud. I knew that the answer was food and food was still a thing. Mm. And so it was a hard three days. It really was because I didn't think I could live without food for one thing. And then to go on, a, it was a total liquid fast, all water. I might've had some uh, broth juice or whatever, but I went into that with, you know, kicking and screaming. <laughs> and then I came out with having, you know, God recentered back in my life. It was a huge change for me because mm -hmm. it was uh, a redirect, if you will. And he kind of said, now listen, <laughs> but he was very gentle and kind. You know, you know, we tend to think that God is mad at us and mm -hmm. it's like, you know, he's going to beat us up with our faults and our, our weaknesses. And he's nothing like that. No. You know, he just comes and invites us and says, I just want to help you, my yes. child. And so uh, that process changed me to think I was thinking too much about food and I was not letting him in where I needed to invite him a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it wasn't about failures at that point. It was about gaining strength and realizing that he wants to be that too, you know, and that I can't do this on my own because it's a continual weakness in me. And so now you can gain strength over time. But at that place I was at, I was just, I couldn't, I mm. couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's, ex that's exactly where he likes to have us, where we have to totally depend on him. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I, I call it a desperate moment because I didn't really realize how desperately I needed him until I didn't have my coping mechanism. Yes. And that's where food becomes. It becomes your coping mechanism. It becomes the thing that you, your emotions feel, oh, okay, comforted by, and your appetite is satisfied with, mm. and, you know, it just becomes the answer instead of God, and it, it knocked me to my knees, mm -hmm. and, you know, being a good Christian girl that, you know, looked like she had it all together, the morning show hostess that inspired everyone with her cute little quips, you know, witty statements and inspiring verses. And, and then all of a sudden here I was on the hot seat. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's nothing like an open challenge on live on air and you feel like going, 
like this to yeah in the highest because I've I've heard someone else that right. was in a similar yeah. situation. But some yeah. there's so many um, you know inspiring insights in that. Thank you for sharing that journey and and, and testimony. Yeah. I think we can all relate to that. For you, it was food. For someone else, it might be food as well, or it might be something yeah. else that that we run uh-huh. to. But you were talking about you know how so often we can think of God as this unapproachable, angry person who's just got all these yes. rules and regulations, where it is absolutely right. not at all. And as you were sharing that, I'm I'm thinking of Matthew eleven twenty eight to thirty, where he says, um, "Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me." For I am meek and humble of heart, you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So any pressure we feel, maybe the Holy Spirit kind of guiding and nudging you. Because sometimes we won't take that step till we're actually, to what you said, that we just have no other choice but to move forward. But when we do, when we take that leap of faith and that step of faith and trust and say, you know what, God, I just cannot... I cannot do this on my own. That's when he steps in and we realize that a lot of the pressure or most of the pressure is either the enemy lying to us and telling us mistruths or we're placing that on our own self. So his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So share with us as you started to make that change. And I mean, one of the things that I often have to smile inside, we say, well, I'm a good Christian or I do. I want to be a, there's no, you know, let's face it we struggle and the moment that we we say look I accept Christ then all of a sudden it really starts hitting the fan but the beautiful thing is we don't need to do it on our own and he is there to support us each and and every step so what were some of the differences that you started to notice maybe it was that you were easier on yourself because I think often it is the the expectations that we put on ourselves so when we do eat that one bite of cake or a small piece of cake we go well I've eaten one bite I might as well eat the whole thing yet when we take that pressure off we say well I enjoyed that cake that's enough now I don't need any more but so what sort of things did you notice were different when you really partnered with the Lord to really help you transform this area of your life yes uh, those are that's a great question and you know what would make this time different mm. than all the other times that I had attempted to do this in what I thought was the Lord's strength. Well, I just gave him total control, first of all, because, you know, he loves to make, he, he loves to be our choice. And so, you know, now I'm active in those choices. Like if I feel like I need to make a sweet choice, you know, sweets are my thing, then I I am considerate, okay, if I want to actually enjoy that cookie, let's just go there. If I want to enjoy that cookie, I'm choosing to mm. enjoy that cookie. And I want to actually enjoy that because it is just like you say, I would, I used to, the old me would, would take a, a bite of cookie and say, well, I deserve this. Mm. You know, I've been good today. I deserve this, you know, use food as a reward for a good choice day, you know, when I couldn't control that. It was a, you know, we seem to think, oh, you've got strong willpower. Well, that is true, except my will is to obey. Mm -hmm. And so I take it to the spiritual level and say, you know, a chocolate chip cookie may not bother you, but for me, it doesn't end there. 
And when I'm eating the chocolate chip cookie at work and, and I'm celebrating your birthday, then I have to be cognizant of my actions mm -hmm. after the fact. I didn't recognize that going in. Yes. Now I do. Now, like when special occasions come up, like my birthday, for instance, this year, you know, you have that traditional choice as a child and, you know, it's not your birthday unless you have your special cake and your mom used to make it this way and mm -hmm. you try to replicate that year after year. And so everybody knows you get your choice on your birthday. Well, this year I had my choice of having my cake <laughs> and I chose something healthy mm -hmm. and I noticed it wasn't a struggle to do so because you know what? It didn't matter. Because mm. I had my birthday cake. What mattered was that I made a good, healthy choice that I wouldn't have to feel guilty about mm. later. And that is a huge mind shift because I used to use food not only as a coping mechanism going in, but then once I got into a regular a routine, I would use it as the enemy and thinking, well, I can't eat that. I gotta, I have to deny myself. Which, in a way, it was good—a good discipline to learn a habit. Mm. But you can't—you can't be your own. You should not be your own police, a food police. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because absolutely. Because you can go to the opposite extreme mm -hmm. on that, and then you could uh, put a lot of undue guilt upon your your and shame, or um, a lot of you could project that onto, you know, a group of friends or your family or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like, well, I can't, you can't eat that around mom because, you know, she's going to get all mad, you know, and so there's the, uh, there's, there's a, <laughs> a paradox that works with that is that you, you know, what's healthy for you and you have to be comfortable in those choices. Like I'm, I'm a plant-based person. Mm -hmm. I don't eat meat. I'm, you know, I started as a vegan and, you know, and it was just kind of like when I first started, it was like a total elimination diet. I got rid of everything. Mm -hmm. I cleaned out my closet and, but I didn't ever want that to be my husband's choice, you know? And so it's hard not to go there and think, oh, well, I know more about it than you do, you know, and uh, pride will get you there. But then you say, okay, this is what I need to do. So another change that I made was I was more vocal about my needs. Mm. You know, often we just think the pressure of going out with friends or going out to eat or um, just, okay, well, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'll handle it when I get there. When I see the menu, surely they'll have a salad, you know. But planning ahead was something that I had to learn to do because I wasn't one that spoke my needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And yeah. now... You know, now I'm just like, everybody knows, well, okay, can mom, now it's like, can mom eat there? You know, and that makes me feel so good and considered, you yes. know, because uh, over time they say, oh, we know this is good for her. It wasn't like I was using it as a, a weapon against myself or them, mm -hmm. you know, and being restrictive. And so that's been a huge change. And then, um, gaining truth and you and you touched on it at the very beginning it's just like we do as children in the faith and as children in the age we swallow lives mm. you know yeah and uh we we just tend to uh, let um i talk a lot about labels in my book and um 
and we'll get to that. But, you know, we have these labels as children yes. and we just assume that's who we are without asking God, wait a minute, who do you say I am? Yeah. And so we grow up under that lie and just swallow it hook, line and sinker. And we don't even think about challenging that. Mm. And then when we come across these verses like Psalm 30, 139 is huge for me. When I understand that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, yet when I think about myself, I don't like myself, I, I got this contradiction going on. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what do we do? What, who, who's right here? And then you realize, oh, the Lord is right. If he, and, and so that gets me to my next point. We like the Lord to be Lord of our lives, but we fail to give him lordship. Mm-hmm. And so once he's taken lordship, then then he doesn't want he doesn't want to give you the pieces back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm holding on to this because this has been, you know, something you've been struggling. Let's just I want to back up for a moment because there's so many good things in what you're saying. And and I think (laughs) one of the things that often will happen when we're trying to change a behavior, in this instance it's food, there is the underlying uh cause of that, if you will, because the symptom is the the habit that you've created where you will go to food. And I think often what we do is we we will try and change a habit without changing that mindset around them. I think that goes really well yes. to the labels or things yes. that we have been you know, taught or told. It was interesting, my mother turned 99 just this past Sunday and we had a gathering for her. There's a lot of food left over. Wow. And one of her elderly yeah. friends said, you're not gonna throw all that food away, are you? Because that's wasteful and it's a sin. And I looked at her with a smile and I said, yes, but if we eat it, then that's gluttony and that's also a sin. So we are in a heart between a heart, you know, a rock and a hard place, aren't we? And we all laughed. And so we kind of dished it all, all out. But it's funny yeah. because she was obviously brought up through the war that was, you know, there was the Second World War and so forth, where it was yeah. very wasteful to throw away right. food. And I can see elements of that coming through to me too when I grew up because if there's leftovers on the plate, it's, oh, that's a waste. So you eat it because you don't want to throw it away. But if you're full and, you you know, you feel nutrition, uh, you, you feel that you've had enough sustenance, then it is all right to, yeah. to be able to, to not eat that. So there's all of these mindsets and beliefs and, and things. So what were some of the things that you did? Because I think we, when we address whatever's driving that and we heal that, then there is no real trigger. I mean, we, we, we can be triggered if we allow ourselves right. to be, but I think we need to address that first. Was that something that you found that you needed to do? And once you yeah. healed that, it didn't become so much of an issue and you were able to deal with that if it did arise. Share a little bit about, yes. about what happened for you here. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Along with this whole thing, you've got to you've got to get tools into your hands. And um, I talked about making one change at a time. That was key because I used to overwhelm myself. Like, you know, New Year's resolutions, how many of those do you make over time (laughs) and you fail? By the 15th of January, it's like, oh yeah, there's another one. (laughs) Cross. Yeah, it scratched that one off. I I never could do that anyway, you know. Mm. So the all or nothing mentality is huge. Making one change at a time. And you make that a habit and then you make another change and make it simple instead of compounding all these difficult changes all at once. Um, Also being prepared, you know, I used to call myself a Girl Scout because, you know, Boy Scouts are always prepared for every scenario. And even though you can't totally be prepared, you pre-decide, okay, Mm. what am I going to eat today? 
Because if you leave with a chance, you'll always go to the most convenient thing. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, in that, I um, decided that simple was a good thing. And if I just knew, okay, today I'm going to eat this for dinner. Today I'm going to eat this for lunch. And then tomorrow I'm going to practice what I did today. So tomorrow I knew I was going to have a salad. And then for tomorrow I knew I was going to have a potato and broccoli or just broccoli or whatever. I just made it simple because I was overwhelmed with a bunch of buffet of choices. You know, I just couldn't handle it. And so then I was in a busy lifestyle at that time where I had to pack a lunch and I had to, when I got home, I was tired. I mean, how many people do you know get home from work and I'm exhausted? I can't even think about what I'm hungry for. Mm-hmm. I'd make that, I made one thing my default system. And so I just said, okay, tonight I'm having, no matter what I felt like, no matter what kind of day I had, I just had that ready in the refrigerator to make. Mm-hmm. And I had to make a lot of meals for myself. I had to make, I had to think about myself. That was another thing. You have to consider yourself and it's not being selfish to do so in Mm. that I couldn't just have a plate of cookies around all the time. It was a trigger. So I explained it to my husband. He goes, well, I'm fine with not having them around. I said, great. That's wonderful. And so I eliminated the things that were triggers. And so that was another key thing because we often think I can resist that. Well, as we know, let's go back to the Garden of Eden. Where was Eve when she took that bite? Mm -hmm. She was in a place and listening to a voice that she shouldn't have. And so if if you have a temptation, don't invite it Mm -hmm. into your house. I call it the Twinkie principle. If you have a problem and you're triggered by Twinkies, for instance, Mm -hmm. don't don't push your car down the Twinkie aisle. Don't go there. Don't fill your, your purchases up with things that are going to trigger this because you know, if you know, then you know, (laughs) do something about what you know. So I had to prepare. I had to get, I had to take the time. I had to cut up my vegetables for a quick salad. I had to make sure that I had you know, the things that I could eat mm. that I was allowing at the time. I had to have them ready to go at a moment's notice so that I didn't go sit down and have a bag of chips like a feed sack, you know. And so you have to make those behavioral challenge, cho- choices for your best interest. Yes. And then I had to learn how to say no, mm-hmm. a positive no. And um, if I was uh, in a circumstance where... Somebody would say, oh, one bite's not going to hurt you. And you you run into these in social situations. Mm -hmm. One bite or you're going to waste that if you don't eat it or don't you want to take leftovers or or whatever. I had to say, you know, I'm I'm trying to stick with this, this crate, you know, call it whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to stick with, you know, some personal goals and and I'm only eating right this this right now. It's not you. It's me, you know, and take Mm -hmm. that responsibility. And don't think I'm strong enough to stand up under it because you're not. Yes. You know, yes. that's that's the wily voice of the enemy saying, oh, one bite's not going to yeah, hurt you. That's right. You worked hard today. You ran that mile. You deserve this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a subtle. It's subtle. Yeah. One bite of that Twinkie isn't going to hurt you. And then all exactly. of a sudden you wake up 
and then half the box is gone. So yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and that's yeah. all of those things I think are so important. Create an environment that yeah. is supportive. Eliminate the triggers, especially when you're creating these new habits and yeah. um, continue to really implement. And those strategies that you shared are so important no matter what we are struggling with. If we continue to, to turn right. to something in, um, you know, in, in compensation for turning to the Lord for, for strength, our strength, then uh, that is something obviously that we can use, some of those principles. Now share with us, Janelle, you've been t hinting about your book. How can people find out more and connect with you and uh, get a copy of your book? What's the best way for them to do that? <laughs> well, it has a cute little cover, and um, yeah, it's totally a God-inspired book, uh, Grace for Your Waste. It is um, Living a Lifestyle Fitted with Hope. It's on Amazon. Um, I think it's on Booktopia. Uh, um, it's on thejanellekey.com, and you, I have these cute little v-necks there, too, you. and um, it's truly been a process and just a, a wonderful healing and um going back to your previous question one other thing that i learned to do was i learned to journal my emotions mm. if i was upset i wrote it down even if it didn't matter who it was or what i said lord i'm angry today and then i would write out why and what i wanted to do about it and as i look back you know always ran to food and so I had to learn to put those emotions ill-placed uh, in my heart into his lap. Mm -hmm. And, that you know, that's where your birth comes in because uh, I just had to say, okay, I don't know how to, I don't know how to resolve this issue, Lord, help me. But I didn't learn that immediately. Mm -hmm. That took a practice. And that took lots of practice and more practice and more practice than identifying those triggers. That's a hard emotional thing. Mm. I was always an emotional eater and um, you know, I give you a thousand reasons <laughs> and uh, I could give you 132 reasons actually, but uh, it took me a while to get that out. And a lot of it was blocked by self negative talk mm. and um you know, I you mentioned it in the very beginning in the intro, uh, looking to man for approval mm -hmm. and not receiving the grace from the Lord to feel approved. And um, there's just a lot that goes into that in the spiritual context, you know, because in the earth, in the physical world, we we make these exchanges with God, you know, and we 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 like to have it all planned out. And, you know, consider the costs and before we invest and all this stuff, you know, in a, in a business world, we, 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 the pros and the cons, but he doesn't like to work like that. Mm. <laughs> and he likes to have the whole thing because he wants to be your God. He wants to be your shepherd, your father, your, your deliverer, your healer. So I like to tell people, I wrote the book I needed to read mm. because um, I'm still learning from this you know this is a journey and I'm learning how to have more joy and um, even though I'm I might make a bad choice now and again it's more important to me to please him mm -hmm. to put that okay I'm really fighting this and I'm not sure why and I need some help you know I, I'm not perfect in this by any means but he's given me authority to make the choice that is better for me even though I want I, I has this, I'm still 
have cravings now and again, but I've been able to manage those and say, mm-hmm. well, you know, why do I really want to eat that now? Which is a huge mindset shift for me. You know, when I used to just run to food and not even ask anybody and I do it in private and nobody counted the calories there, yeah. you know, and so I was addicted, just mm-hmm. plain, simple, addicted, but it became a, a God to me. And I, I, it's so hard for me to admit that out loud to the world. But yet that's where grace is. Mm, grace absolutely. Is yeah. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And as you as yeah. you said uh, and shared in your own journey, sometimes we need to get to that place. Uh, yeah. And when we do and we give that up to, to him, there is no shame in that. There is no blame, never any blame. I mean, Jesus no died for that. That's our, you know, yeah. um, for no, And that. no yeah. condemnation either. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it was a spiritual journey for me where I took my poverty mentality and lined it up with, you know, one of royalty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those changes are still being practiced and just, I mean, there's nothing like it. Yeah. There's nothing like it. It's nothing like I ever thought would happen because you, when you, you know this, when you're walking in your true identity, you know how to live, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. Jesus came to set us free. Yes. He's set us free. And that is that that's like my life verse. I mean, there's so many life verses, you know, but he, you know, Jesus came to reconcile us back to the father. And once we know the truth of who he is, we are free. Mm. You know, he's the chain breaker. And it just like, <sighs> yes, we are, <laughs> we are, you know, it's just like that sigh of yeah. relief. Mm-hmm. Like, peace that settles deep in your soul even in the midst of chaos isn't it it really is the world can be falling apart and you Uh just breathe and go all right well you've got this we know you have this we don't have to worry or be anxious about this all will be well and to be able to to really know that in the depths of you because it is it is, you know. So yeah. it's been such a delight speaking with you today, uh, Janelle. We're going to put all of those connections and how to reach out to you on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE252. Let me just uh, finish the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you? Oh, please. All yes. Right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to hear the testimony and, and journey uh, of Janelle and, and just what an inspiration and a blessing she has to be able to share that. Father, we just want to thank you for um, being her strength, the leaning in for the amazing verses that she's held so near and dear and for the support that you've given her every single step of the way and that, yes, to, to, for her story to realize that Jesus really is the truth and he has set her free. We just want to ask and uphold her in our prayers that you continue to bless the work that she is doing and father we just want to pray for people who are listening or watching today and even the recording if this is something that they're struggling with and they realize that whatever that thing is that they're running to that they're uh, finding hope and comfort but it's only a lasting hope and comfort that they will through the holy spirit open their eyes open their hearts their ears that they too may realize just how much peace there is in and through Jesus, Lord, and that they too will come to a point where they just put their hands in the air and say, Lord, help me. I do not know what to do. And that, Lord, is when you step in and miracles happen. So, Father, we want to thank you for that. And we just want to continue to pray for the work that Janelle is doing and ask this all in the precious name of your Saviour and your Son, our Saviour, Jesus. Amen. 
Thank you so much Thank for sharing you. that. I think uh, we can all relate to that, but uh, what a great, great God we have and Saviour we have that we can run to him every time and go, Lord, I stuffed up again, you know, and he's yeah. there every time. And he never gets tired of us. No, never no. Yes, yeah, that's so. right. So, look, thanks once again for coming on the show and continue blessings with all the work you're doing. Well, thank you. You're doing important work too, and the opportunity is just amazing that, you know, he's brought us together. So, please keep in touch, and yeah, I'd love we'll to hear do. how people uh, respond to the message. Yes. And just, you know, God is just, he is good, and he's good, and we can say that, you know, every day. Mm -hmm. But he's such an experiential father. Mm. He loves to father us through. And I love that you, I love that we can have so much fun doing Yes. That, you know, well, you know what? I, I've realized God has a sense of humor. He is. Yes. He, is. <laughs> he really is. You can have, he goes, all right, okay, I got that one. All right, you know, and um, know. yeah. He is exactly what we each need. And he's knitted, exactly. as you know, and, and whatever it is, it's because he knows we need that and yeah. um yeah so well, you know paul he uh he prayed for the lord to remove his thorn you know we we often like uh like the theologians we like to pretend we know what the thorn is but i think the thorn i think they left that unidentified for a very important reason mm. because that's where the commonality of yes. human struggle is always found in that weakness mm -hmm. and so that has really become my verse in um when I signed the book, Second um, Corinthians twelve nine, you know, because His grace is just like that; it's sufficient mm -hmm. in every need. And and what a delicate Father we have that He anticipates all of our needs before we even know we need it, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, His grace is just that all consuming, and I'm just here to simply take notes along the way yeah well thank you and it's yeah. been an honor to yeah. to connect and i know everyone uh, will certainly be blessed as they have listened yeah. and, and watched you share your testimony so thank you once again thank you and you have a blessed day <laughs> thank you you've been listening to the christian entrepreneurs podcast brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com stand out be heard influence Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.